You are listening to episode six of the Movie City Maniacs podcast. Today we'll be going over House Two, the second story from 1987. talk about a movie called uh, House Number Two. <laughs> that was terrible, right? <laughs> that was supposed to be Gramps, I assume. That was Gramps, no? That was, uh, that yeah, was don't uh, don't quit your day job, Matty. <laughs> keep keep brewing beer. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not, not doing acting. Gramps impression? No. Nope. The, the grandfather from like a movie from like 1988 <laughs> that no one's ever seen, apparently. Uh, welcome, everyone. We are the Movie City, City Maniacs. Maniacs. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm his sidekick, Maddie. <laughs> and uh, we're here continuing our host talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about House 2, the second story. Uh, I love that tagline, the second story. <laughs> like When I saw that, I'm like, this movie is going to be amazing. <laughs> Before we get into it... Um, we have some sad news, actually. Yeah, I mean, by the time this gets out to you guys, it's going to be a yeah, little late. But I feel we should true. still talk about it because it is... It's such a, a shock. Yeah, George Miro passed away this week. Uh, at age 77. Um, I really regret because... Uh, you had the chance to get the autograph? Well, or I, do, I, did you have the autograph, don't you? No, I never uh, got his autograph. And I had the chance. I was there and I contemplated and there wasn't a line. And I was just like, eh, I'll get it next time. Yeah. It was one of those things. He was doing all the uh, conventions Canadian, around here because yeah. he's he's been hanging out living Toronto. in Toronto. I know he's he's been at our work a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't bother him. I actually saw him in the next... Peed next to uh, George Romero and the John, but again, you can't really, yeah, uh, you got to be somewhat professional. At least you at work. still have that memory, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. It's just like I took it for granted. Yeah. And, uh, and now, yeah, he's gone. That's fucked up, right? Of course, the man behind the, 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 the zombie that zombie. we all know. I mean, yeah, there were voodoo zombies before then, but he was the one that created these zombies. Like the flesh-eating brain exactly. zombies. Exactly, Slow Walker. And also, a lot of people forget, I mean, he did Creepshow, which is, yeah. I, I would probably awesome. even put over... I know it's the crazy. crazy to say that, but I would put Creepshow over even the whole uh, zombie. Well, I was going to say trilogy, okay, well, but now it's five no, or yeah, six films. It, Dawn of the Dead is amazing. Like, oh, that, it is. That's his but, stand and, up. But Creepshow I, is... But Creepshow, I don't know, man. Yeah. I love Creepshow. Like, it is, that's it almost, is amazing. It's probably my favorite anthology, and I, yeah. I'm a sucker for anthologies. And it's to me, it's almost like a perfect horror film. I mean, I can't think of too many yeah, faults it is, with it. It is pretty amazing. It's one of those ones where like all the anthology stories work. I mean, yeah. there's definitely, yeah, maybe Father's Day is a little bit weaker, but when Father's Day is like your weakest story, you're you're doing pretty good. Father's Day is amazing though, But he right? also like, did, yeah, he did, yeah, like you mentioned the Martin? crazies, Martin. Martin is like in very amazing. underrated. That's amazing. a film that like you just don't hear much about yeah. and it's almost like this I don't want kind of a realistic take on a vampire, but yeah. it's one of those movies where like, is he a vampire or does he just think, think he's a he vampire? Is. And it's it's a film. Unfortunately, uh, Rubenstein, mm-hmm. that fucking prick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the, the he's the guy that owns the rights to uh, Don and Martin, and apparently yeah. apparently he spent like ridiculous like six million or something doing a three D version of Don, and that's why huh. uh, I mean it had an original release on blue, a quick yeah. release, but the reason we haven't had you know the the big four disc edition blue with all yeah. the cuts and a great 4K transfer is because uh, apparently all, all the pr- production companies have talked about it. He wants a ridiculous amount of money. He wants to make like not only his 3D money back, but all this other money. It's like now 3D is kind of oh, dying out. So it's like sucks. he's pretty much holding it ransom, this yeah. classic film. And Martin is another one that he has the uh, rights to. And again, I we have not just got released, heard uh, uh, Martin. No, Martin's never had a Blu-ray release. Oh, that's, I thought they did like between like a day to dawn. They just released a... Uh, oh, no. Ar- Arrow? Arrow is coming out with a set. Martin should have actually been in that timeline yeah. because, yeah, he made in between night and dawn. He made Martin. He made There's Always Vanilla. Yeah. 
Season of the Witch, okay, and um, the Crazies. Mm-hmm. So Martin would have actually fit in there, but no, that that box set just includes the three other films. Oh, it doesn't include Martin. No, it eh? doesn't include oh, Martin because again, Rubenstein is is holding Cold it man. for ridiculous amounts. Which again, so, this was what TV show Martin was based on, right? <laughs> yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, all was, right. uh, you know, it's a pro- pro- prototype for. It's Martin. a comedy version of yeah. uh, this. <laughs> Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, uh, you you always hear about that. I was kind of hoping you would do an impression of Martin as a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about it, but last time I did a Martin impression, you guys gave me shit as uh, coming off racist, uh, which I stand by was not. I'm a big fan of uh, the old Martin TV show. but um, So you can say whatever you want, because you just said, no, it's okay. No, I have like one black friend, so it's fine. I'm going to be as racist as I want. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that not how it goes? Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's really unfortunate you hear all these like producers when they have these movies that they hold ransom, because they're going going back to the DVD days when you would release a DVD and it would sell 50,000 yeah. copies those days are long and yeah, gone no, I mean no, a, no, a big no, movie no. you'll sell 5, 10,000 copies so it's yeah it's unfortunate when you hear they want these ridiculous sums of money that no one is going to bid off for them yeah. so I mean are we not going to see you know Dawn of the Dead because that would be movie? insane like, right like yeah anyways it's really yeah. unfortunate but uh, yeah anyways we're talking Two about our away. and yeah Martin, Martin, Landau. Martin Landau as well from uh, well he did a whole eclectic like yeah, yeah, hundreds of uh, films I'd, but he is best known is Bella Lugosi, right? <laughs> and Edward, probably. I mean, that's he won the Oscar, yeah. for that, right? I don't well, that makes sense. Did he win right? it or get nominated? I think I, he won it. I think he might have won it for that one. I know him from the X Files. I was going to say uh, small Twilight. Appearance. Twilight Zone. He was the uh, gunfighter. Yeah. Well, he and he did. Mission, he was in the original yeah. Mission Impossible series. But yeah, what a, what a day! Like yeah, crazy, two, right? One night, but uh, yeah, just just terrible news. And it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It just seems like we're at that age where I all think, these guys we yeah, grew up with the are 80s now. Eighties and the seventies uh, are going to start slowly going. Yeah, it's 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 sad, but yeah. Our rest in peace, uh, George Romero. Yeah. I mean, your legend will live on. It will live on for sure, right? And uh, yeah, I want to mention actually George Romero, Night Riders. Have you seen Night Riders? That's a one. It's like the, the uh, not Psychomania. They're the like, same vein as Psychomania. Well, it's right? like them with like medieval garb, but on motorcycles. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I've owned it on Blu-ray, Screen Factory yeah. release, and I haven't got around to watching it. So is I'm this, thinking now is, is this probably a beer the time movie? To, uh, we drink a bunch of beers and like maybe uh, it stars pour, Tom Savini. Pour one out for uh, our boy George and watch a <laughs> maybe. Movie or what? It actually yes, Tom Savini is one of the stars. There's a great uh, image online when you, if you look up Night Riders, most likely you'll get this image. It's him like shirtless or something <laughs> with like uh, you know the metal uh, the metal underwear Cod armored piece. underwear. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, oh, and, and then Two Evil Eyes is another one that I love. And yeah, I, a lot of people. It just seems like everyone kind of is not a fan of that film that Argento did the other I half. I really dug that movie quite yeah, a bit. I really enjoyed his take on. I mean, it's the story the yeah it's, uh, Hitchcock, right? Not Hitchcock. No, uh, uh, Valdemont. I thought it was Alan Poe did the. Uh... Argento did the Black Cat. The, okay, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, I believe, and then the other one is the uh, the the Voldemort story that yeah. uh, has been adapted many times. But yeah, anyways, it's a it's a great. Uh, mm-hmm. Is an anthology if it's just two stories? I'm not sure how that works. A bithology, maybe <laughs> double feature. I, I don't know, but it's it's a great film yeah. that uh, I've always enjoyed. There's there's something about that take, and it's got, of course, um, Adrian Barbona, uh-huh. who you can never you can't do wrong with. Adrian yeah, that's Barbeau. yeah, because she was in Creep Show as Creep well, wasn't well. she? Yeah, I guess I think she was good friends with that uh, Romero. That makes sense. Probably because Romero was friends with uh, Carpenter. So. Oh, that makes tons of sense. But uh, yeah, it, depressing news. Yeah. Uh, on a more lighter note, um, I am actually kind of excited about Leatherface. <laughs> I know it sounds weird because I've been disappointed by every. Every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie since the original Leatherface. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. The trailer looks kind of dope, but we'll yeah, see. It's it's a nice surprise if you read the plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrible, and I was like, "This is going to be the worst." Yeah. It says like a young uh, Leatherface escapes from an asylum. Le- Leatherface. Uh, him and his friends escape love. from asylum, <laughs> and and they capture some girl and didn't go on the road with her, um, with the victim. But B- buddy uh, comedy road trip movie, maybe. <laughs> But I just don't want to see the origin of Leatherface. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, the trailer just looked fucking disturbing. like yeah. it kind of gave me the creeps right? just from that three minutes. And it's directed by the the two directors of uh, Inside, yeah, which is one of the better modern mm-hmm. films, one of the more disturbing yeah. modern films. Uh, that's the pregnancy so one yeah. where the girl cuts the girl out of the belly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, the girl's trying to steal the baby from a pregnant woman. Um, but yeah, um, I want to talk about. I went to um, every year. I kind of look forward to the annual uh, in our city of Hamilton. They do this annual beach uh, strip sale. So it's just like on the beach, there's a strip and it's just like two kilometers. Just like a car sale. Like. Of uh, yard sales. And uh, I mean, I one year I found like an original uh, Fright Night um, VHS uh, rental store poster. I found an original oh, Back to the Future 2 poster. And I think Hellraiser 3, I want to say. And I got them <laughs> like all of them for like five bucks for the bunch. Uh, this year I didn't. 
I, I'm this year I just bought a lot of like movies and video, video games, games, a lot of PS3. It was one of those things where it's like a dollar too sure. I didn't even care what I was yeah. buying. Came home with this stuff, but I did find uh, kind of some some rare. Well, not really rare, I guess. But I picked up some. Uh, I've been on this uh, score kick where okay. I don't I don't know this man. I'm just like. I, I'm still listening to rock music and all yeah. that in between, but it's like I just want to. I'm just enjoying you. You put on a, a score in the background. You can kind of do your the thing. Th- theater of the mind kind of deal. Exactly. Okay. I, so if you listen to a score and say you're doing the dishes, does it make you feel like the most epic dishwashing thing of your life? Oh, like, it is, man. I was uh, dramatic and getting into it. I was doing some Hans Zimmer, the yeah. uh, the, the Hans Zimmer uh, best of while I was doing dishes. Actually, the other that day. was pretty much Batman uh, and whatnot. But I want to mention is because I picked up some horror scores, uh, Bram mm. Stoker's Dracula. I which, that would be amazing. It's, yeah, it's an incredible score. It's one, it's a score that I always forget about, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a couple. Like the main theme is is really it's fantastic. So and I picked up um, the movie um, Wolf with with uh, Jack I can't Nicholson. talk with uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, just because I didn't realize Ennio Morricone did this score. Oh, for that. Here. So it, it, it was. I put it on. It was. It was kind of cool. That might be pretty dope. I figured I picked up an like, Independence yeah. Day score. It, just it, because, like, you don't <laughs> record just do like CDs, eh? Yeah, I, I, I thought about yeah. getting the records, but that's dangerous. I guess I, I'd be I like spend enough collection. on all these rare, yeah. you know, that makes sense. movies and stuff. I don't really need to be chasing down rare 3,000 <laughs> copy uh, soundtracks. Yeah. That they're pretty to... big, like with the uh, the vinyls. They have like ones that like... Oh, the, the horror, their horror that, stuff yeah. is huge. It's like yeah. they release, you know, every month there's one or two and then they release 5,000. They, they sell it they within like an amazing, hour or two. Right? They usually sell quite quickly. But yeah, that's I just don't want to get into that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and most of the stuff is on CD. I love that stuff. I mean, I'm sure it sounds a little bit better on record. Yeah. I, I was reading too, I guess you would know more, but like don't records like... They they stop working over time, right? Because every time you spin CDs, do but like no, but I heard the amount records, of time you would have to like because I heard every time it, yeah. it uses it scraping a little bit, a, a little bit, and but it kind of like, warps it and stuff. And if it's not taken care of, your yeah. needle's a bit shitty too. Like that all kind of. I've heard that a lot of these like these new horror records because they're kind of rushing them out. They're mm-hmm. not made as well as they were in the eighties or early nineties oh, or whatever. So, so a lot of people they'll have like a little bump or something. They're adding yeah. all these fancy stuff. So. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Just from reading up on it, I did quite a bit of research, and I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Not it just, worth it. Just seems like. Uh, I mean, I love the the fucking covers of the gate. So records. dope, right? Um, so yeah, I almost want to get into it just to just to hang <laughs> on the wall. But uh, yeah, I don't, it's a dangerous path. But yeah, it was fun. I mean, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of any other rare horror films. I mean, I, I used to find like I would find rare Anchor Bay DVDs oh, back when DVDs were a thing there. And I guess like Anchor Bay was and still you get releasing them for, like, like dope. You, you know cheap prices but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think this year is mostly the scores I picked up a, a couple other scores but I can't remember Young Guns too. I wish <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone has a, a Young Guns uh, score Pure soundtrack, soundtrack. <laughs> let me know but yeah anyways uh, anything else to talk about or should we just get into yeah. what we've been watching yeah we always jump into what we've been watching I watched it's pretty much a um, a movie that is composed of like five different uh, short movies have you heard of Alan Moore's show pieces no it's pretty much he started as a kick fun, um, uh, Kickstarter I guess so he's making, Alan Moore like the, the yeah, comic the, the book comic book oh, genius cool. so uh, it's a movie about this uh, three different stories it's, it's an odd concept this one is a girl is uh, she's dressing up uh a little bit salaciously and mm. she calls a paramedic saying like oh uh i'm, I'm gonna kill myself I'm, I'm such a slut i'm dressed all slutty so why don't you come help me out so she like ties herself up but she slips and she ends up choking herself huh. and it goes to another thing called like jimmy's end or something like that then this guy goes into this like gentleman's club but like have you ever heard of tom waits album it feels like the uh, inside of this like sketchy nightclub from the seventies, where there's like clown, there's like old timey strippers, like hmm. missing arms. These girls like playing violins, but not actually playing violins. They're like playing as a record plays, so they're just kind of like acting like they're playing. Huh. And it's so. Uh, it sounds almost like a Rob Zombie anthology. That's or something. exactly what it feels like. Dirty like. and gritty. That's and... what it actually feels like. That man. That's weird. I've it, never it, heard of this. It is kind of awesome. And this, Sorry, what's uh, it called? Um, it is called uh, Show Pieces. Alan Moore show pieces? Yeah. Okay. But I'm pretty sure they're trying to start almost like a Twin Peaks S series. Okay. Because it ended really weird. Like, he introduces him. To, I don't want to give anything away. But uh, this clown is his guy who's interrogating this gentleman who walks into the CD club. And mm-hmm. you know, sums up. I You kind of know it's limbo. And sorry, is this, this a movie or a TV series? It is. A, well, it starts off as a TV series, but I watched it combined because it's on oh, um, okay. Shutter as like one giant like hour and a half movie. Okay, and, and does Alan Moore, does he introduce the segments or is he just in no, by it, name? No, it's pretty much just a He's name. The, he was wrote, he the writer? He okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so it's... I, the only thing I can describe is like a Twin Peaks, but a... Almost more whore esque, huh. so it's just kind of. What cool. would you give it? I'm gonna give it four. I, cool. I I hope there's more because it's kind of it left me like 
that's so weird. I'm curious what's going to happen. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm it, sure it, it caught my it caught my imagination. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out yeah. there are fans of Alan Moore, so yeah. that uh, pretty much anything he writes, I'm probably going to want uh, read. Right? Yeah. I don't know if it was last week or the episode before, but we were talking about um, 80s action stars oh, and yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Seagal and all that. And, Pop, uh, popping rods all over the place talking about uh, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. I mean, I, I always, yeah, exactly. It was the Dolph Lundgren uh, Dark Angel episode. But um, I've always been, I was always a Van Damme, Schwarzenegger and Seagal. And everyone, every, I mean, Schwarzenegger and Van Damme had this kind of, I mean, they still have a career. They're take, still yeah. taken somewhat seriously and people still watch their movies where Seagal has just become this fat joke. It's kind of weird, <laughs> right? Well, I guess he kind of did it to himself by becoming like an, a lawman in Texas yeah. and shit like that. But um, I wanted to go back. I uh, it was in the store and uh, Sunrise, actually, who's, uh, we finally have a record store again. They had some two for 20s and I needed a second title to buy and what's staring mm. at me. But uh, Hard to Kill. Oh, amazing. In my opinion, I, I know everyone has has their favorites. Usually it's Mark for Death or yeah. Above the Law, Out for Justice. But for me, it was always hard hard to kill. And, and maybe it's, I don't know, is it the is it the least violent one? I think the other ones are like hard R's. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't remember too much blood. But for some reason, this one is always this had one this. With the, again, I have no idea. I know Above the Law is has the same plot as Mark for Death. Oh, they all do. Has the same plot as Hard to Kill. Mark for Death is where we just go against the the drug dealer Jamaicans. Uh, Out for Justice is with the Italian mob. This is the one with Senator Trent, right? Yeah, yeah. This is... Played um, by Will Adler? Yeah. Is it Will Adler? Yeah, or Will Sadler? I said Adler, but I just kind of dropped the S. Because I'm English. William Adler. The only thing I remember this movie is like, you can take that to the bank, Senator Trent. The blood bank. Yeah. (laughs) And it has like... Yeah, because that, that's what he... Uh, yeah. Well, the whole movie is he videotapes um, the senator making this deal. He, yeah. he knows he's de- someone's making deal with these with these drug dealers or mafia. No, sorry, it's a mob, I believe. And then he finds out that it's a senator. And so what happens is the senator sends some people to take him out and they kill his family, his wife and his And they put him child, in like a wicked coma, right? And they put him in a, a seven-year coma. So uh, when he gets out of the coma, it's him getting his, his revenge. But yeah, as when he's videotaping, he hears him say, and you can take that to the bank, and that's a phrase that he uses yeah. throughout his... Uh, presidential his, career uh, mantra, or, or I guess his, slogan, his political yeah exactly so it's the uh, make America great of uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal movies but yeah you're right that, that line's awesome because he's right. like you can take that to the bank and that goes the blood bank yeah right but yeah I don't know for some reason this film is always the Seagal that stuck in me it's the one I had I had it on video VHS I taped it I remember the beginning being really boring though because I guess it's just him like training with like the Japanese what's the Japanese janitor how did he be? No, he no, he's just training oh. himself. It's oh. got um, uh, Kelly LeBrock uh, coming off of uh, Weird Science oh. and uh, The Woman in Red fame. And actually, yeah, she married. She was married to Seagal one time. Ooh la la. But um, yeah, good for him. Uh, she's in this uh, as like one of the nurses. On the she first date, him, she uh, let him go above the bra, which is kind of nice. <laughs> Well, the first time you see her on the screen, it's like her her holding a cat, and she's like, "Oh, what do you think of my pussy or something?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, no, yeah, she helps him escape, and yeah, it's just uh, she brings him to this uh, house where no one knows about, and so you get to see a Seagal doing a training sequence, yeah, of course, little training montage to some music, which is so badass. Him running up like mountains, and you know, <laughs> doing hitting, acupuncture, hitting, and shit yeah, like exactly, that. hitting, you know, doing all his like crazy arm moves to the wood. But uh, one thing I noticed about Seagal, and like. You know, I watched a, a Chuck Norris film and some other films yeah. recently. And you watch those, and they're when they hit the guy, the guys, it's slow motion. You can tell they're like five feet away from them. Yeah. It's so cheesy and bad. And I don't know, man. Seagulls, at least this film, like he looks like he's really hitting these people. Like I, I think he looks like he'd be a real badass in real life. Like I he, he, he sells it. Is like a warrior, isn't he? Like a yeah. Shaolin? Like he's he's doing like when he's doing all the moves to like it's it's more believable than these cheesy like jump kicks yeah. and stuff. He does more just these like arm moves that will like throw the guy. And he's yeah. it's all about him throwing the guys through as many oh, glass and pieces of furniture as he can, bars. which uh, I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I guarantee I'd love to hear the making of. Um, I How guarantee many, many like, of these guys were like he actually hit me. Got like a punch <laughs> in the nose. Um, uh, of course, it's hard to kill. So it's the three word uh, title which you know is going to be good because that was every Seagal film <laughs> on Deadly Ground Above the Law Out for Justice Mark for Death <laughs> most of the and I think he's still going with the three title uh, thing well, uh, Under Siege that, yeah Under Siege 2 I, I guess, guess that's the only one that yeah. goes against it but um his name in it, Mason Storm. What an oh, awesome that is name! A, that is definitely an '80s thing. Is it, yeah, you've never seen anything with like Lance that. Uppercut. Well, the the, the um, I was reading up the 
um, trivia on it, and the title was originally going to be called Seven Year Storm, which I think is even better yeah, than Hard to Kill. <laughs> I wish they went with that. Um, the score is really cool. Again, I watched this movie and then I like looked up if I can get the score, and unfortunately, there is like a Seagal score soundtrack. It has like the score for this and two other films, but that, it's like selling for two hundred dollars. Did or something he play crazy. guitar in any of this? Because he plays I don't guitar, think so. right? Yeah, I know he does. I, I saw his yeah. CDs on there, and that's not quite what I'm looking for. <laughs> this the score in this is pretty awesome, though. We used to play a game called. Uh, if you could somehow um, take a Steven Seagal movie and turn it into uh, a band. Yeah. So, remember, did you play this game with us or no? I don't know. Yeah, because I, I forget anything, but <laughs> I, I had a bunch. Um, I, I love that there's a really cool scene. Um, so, he, he wakes up by the coma and the, the nurse calls the cops yeah. and says, you know, this guy, Shout John, for John Joe. Shout for Justice is one of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she calls and says John Doe woke up so they send like all the dirty cops to come take him out but there's a really it's actually a surprising really tense scene as he's trying to escape from the hospital but he's still he's in a coma so he's on a bed he can't walk he's using like a broom to like push himself yeah. along the wall and hit the numbers on the elevator and stuff and the, the, the dirty cop is chasing him up and down the floor it was, like, it, was, it was really cool and I was like this is pretty awesome like not awesome in a cheesy way but I actually yeah. was like yeah I, I remember watching this and being like I want to be Seagal look at that run and now you watch that run and it's uh, Ooh, <laughs> you really notice like now that it's been pointed out how bad his run is he does yeah. like this weird thing where he swings his hands like almost a, like, the, uh, the Mel, like a dandy boy the Mel Gibson run like where you just kind of like use it he runs with his arms rather than like his legs you know what I'm Mel, saying yeah but I, I think Mel Gibson he looks still pretty bad yeah. like when you see Mel Gibson running a lethal weapon but this he mm-hmm. like kind of swings his hands to the front like a dandy <laughs> it's really hard to describe it. He's, he's no Tom Cruise that's for yeah. sure um, but yeah it's just uh, I had a lot of fun with it all of the action scenes were cool great uh, great little setup of revenge and um, it's, it's got some really cool one-liners like you mentioned the one to the bank but th- there's a great one where he's like he pulls a gun and he shoots like in between the guy's legs and he's like oh what happened I missed I never miss must have been smaller than I thought down there or something <laughs> like that and then there's this great thing where he's like we're all gunned because the whole movie kind of has this like almost like drugged up uh, yeah. <laughs> personality and he's just like we're all gunned and unmanned but we're going to win. Let me tell you why. Superior attitude, superior state of mind. <laughs> I'm just like, this is awesome, man. I, I miss movies like this. They're just pure cheese. But um, yeah, I totally uh, had a blast with it. I'm going to give, oh, and I didn't even mention his look in this. He, and this is, of course, he's rocking. I think he rocked it most of the movies, that, that great the ponytail? awesome ponytail, the leather jacket, and the acid wash oh, jeans. Yeah, of like, course. Come on, man. Who doesn't want to start dressing like that again, man? <laughs> let's, let's bring it back, really. <laughs> thinking about wearing that to work today and just seeing if people thought I was badass. <laughs> All the kids that are standing outside your building making fun yeah. of you. <laughs> but uh, I'll just be like, superior attitude. Yeah. <laughs> superior state of mind. I'm going to take you kids down to the bank. <laughs> the blood bank. <laughs> and pay you off so you don't beat me up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to give it, um, and this is not because it's cheese, because it's just an awesome movie, three and a half out of five. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, we totally need to do like an 80s action fest with some Seagal, some Van Damme, Van Damme. Some, maybe some Schwarzenegger Commando. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I had a blast. I'm kind of like reinvigorated to start checking out more uh, action movies. Uh, game. Did you watch anything else? Yeah, actually, I took my mom and I saw, I uh, went on a date with my mom because I'm a cool guy like that. I went and took her to see uh, The Big Sick. It's okay, that new yeah, yeah, Mama yeah. Gier, and uh, I forget her name. That's the guy that does the uh, the X Files podcast, X Files Files. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. Uh, he's covered like he started from the season one. He covers every episode, and he's had like I think now over time he's had like a lot of the main stars and stuff. On oh, it's there. awesome! Yeah, because he's on the Nerdist quite a bit. Yeah. And he is hilarious, man. I like <clears> that guy a lot. He's in uh, Silicon Valley too. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really know yeah. him for much just from that, yeah. and uh, he seemed like cool. I actually just watched mm-hmm. uh, an Amoeba Records. Uh, do, you, do you ever watch the YouTube videos? Uh, from time to time, they yeah. have like celebs come in and they just go and shop and then pick out as many CDs, movies they want, and then they talk about why they picked out. I always enjoy seeing like it's what cool, celebrities eh? would buy in a movie store because I totally love that kind of yeah, shit. But yeah, I, I just watched one with him and I believe his wife. Yeah, but Emily anyways, Gordon or whatever. Yeah. Name yeah. Is. Yeah, so I guess this is apparently like an actual true story of what happens. I guess when they first started dating, he didn't tell her that he was, um, I guess she knew he was from Pakistan, but uh, he didn't tell her that like he's got to be arranged married or else his family's going to kind of kick him out of the family. Yeah. So uh, they break up halfway through, but she ends up getting like sick, like coma, like comatose for a while. So it's like him uh, trying to get her back to health. So this is a true story? Yeah. Oh. It, you'll watch this and you realize it's got to be a true story. 
Because it's so like, how could you even write this kind of shit? But no. it, it's amazing. I love it. And I I really like the Apatow like uh, humor. Oh, is it's a Jed Apatow yeah, film? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. He didn't write it, but he produced it. Yeah, I, this kind of like I mm-hmm. thought this was just a little indie film. It kind of like snuck under the radar. No, I didn't know much about it. Pretty big movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's awesome. I love um, behind the scenes of stand up comedy as well. Yeah. When they go back and you see all like the comedians just joking around. Oh, and he so he is playing yeah. comedian and okay, yeah, he, he's playing himself. Yeah. Is pretty much what he's doing. I'm like, curious about this, and I mean, Judd Apatow, in my opinion, has really fallen off the. Uh, no, this is amazing. But, you uh, got to check this out. Yeah. He's constantly making fun of X Files as well, so that makes sense why it would. Yeah, be, he's yeah. apparently he's like the biggest X Files. His ringtone well, actually, was the um, X Files. He's thing. he was on when they did that the new miniseries season ten. Yeah. He was on one of the episodes. He oh, guest cool. Because he was again like such a big. Fan. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got to give it four out of ten. It's awesome. Like I, I, four to five, you mean? Yeah, four out of five. Yeah. yeah. So I might even go like four point five. And uh, wow. it seems like a Jesus. Yeah. Is this going to be in your top ten it, of the year? It, it was actually kind of amazing. It did have the Aftow ending where it's like, okay, it should end here. So that, that's what I was going to ask. Here. Is it two and a half hours or something? Yeah, I think it was only about like two hours, but like you don't feel bored till the very end. So it kind of keeps you on your toes. Interesting. I really dug it, man. Yeah, I, I didn't know much about it, but it sounds like uh, something yeah, I'd check possibly it out. be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till comes out on Blu-ray, because yeah. it's... Yeah, like... You don't I, need to see it in I theaters. can't get to the theater that often. Yeah. I'm saving my theater for yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, I watched for the uh, first time from 1985, Clue. Okay. I can't believe it's taken me this long. It's one of those films I always saw on TV, and I, I just... I, I guess I never saw it from the beginning. I never watched this it. This movie has such a weird following, right? Like people are like diehard about this movie. It's well, it's got a great cast. It's got Tim Curry, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Michael McKean, uh, Lee. This isn't. I don't know who this person is, but I love their name, Lee Ving. <laughs> Lee Ving, eh? That's kind of amazing. Uh, hey, uh, leaving? Are you? Uh, are, are you leaving? You're arriving. Uh, no, no. Wait, let me, let me do that again. <laughs> You should leave that in, man. What are you going to do with that? You should leaving. <laughs> hey, are you uh, leaving? Yes, but I'm going to stay here for a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that joke. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It was good. Me, me and Becky uh, saw it at the credits. We kept them doing this thing. I thought it was so funny. Now I've totally uh, can't do the joke anymore. <laughs> it has the, uh, the back and forth timing between you and your tired wife. <laughs> Um, oh, and it was um, John Landis, I, I believe, I helped write the script oh, for this, cool. too, which, you know, can't go wrong with uh, John Landis and the 80s John Landis. Um, obviously, if you've played the board game, you kind of know mm-hmm. the setup. But um, I, I love these kind of movies where you just have a group of people, and they're they're in a location, but they don't know why. They're invited there yep. by some unknown person. Entity. And uh, and it's just them going there trying to figure out what's going on. So you get that for the first like twenty minutes, where it's just them sitting at the table and they're kind of they're introducing themselves, yeah. but they're not allowed to tell who they really are. So it's kind of this fascinating scene where they're just kind of like trying to learn out about each other without giving away who they are. Mm-hmm. And Too then much. you get in, you start learning more that someone has been blackmailing all of them, and he's invited them here. And then there's this whole thing, and someone gets knocked off, and then it's like who did it? Like the clue, mm-hmm. and everyone had like you know a box with the the uh, you know the candlestick. Okay. Or the but what what I think really works is the humor in it is really it's not it's not like a movie where there's um, constant jokes thrown at you yeah. it's just like subtle humor here and there it's and, it, and dry anytime, British exactly and kind of that style but anytime it happens like yeah. I was chuckling like I thought anytime they had the humor it really worked obviously it's it's great just because you have this um, interesting group of all um, Would character actors Chris Farley make this movie better or worse um, <laughs> the so. answer to that is always better <laughs> But um, I mean, yeah, the, the acting is—it's a lot of overacting. But again, I think it all works just because you have this great um, entourage of, of character yeah. actors just kind of having fun. You can—you can tell everyone probably had fun making this film. Did you uh, figure out the ending or no? Like, well, he- here's it's, the thing: it's impossible to figure out because there could be three different. Well, endings, that's the right? thing. What's great about the Blu-ray when you start the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. you can have it to either do all three endings or just yeah. pick anyone randomly. So you don't know which ending you're going to okay. get. There's actually three different endings on the Blu-ray, which I thought was really awesome. Um, I, the only problem I really had with the film was. The last like twenty minutes where they're revealing who did it, mm-hmm. I thought went on a little too long. It was kind of like them like it's Tim Curry reenacting every you know from the very beginning of them coming to yeah. house every scene. And I thought it was kind of like bit clunky. It, it just dragged it out. It's like we already know we already saw that. I know it's yeah. supposed to be funny. You kind of reacting everything, but I don't know. I thought it dragged down a little too long. But other than that, I um you know I was I was close to again. If it wasn't for that, I, 
up to that point I was like, mm. wow, this is amazing. I'm going to still give it three and a half out of five though. Like cool. I really dug this film and it's very close to four for me, but um, I, I highly recommend everyone uh, check it out. And yeah. it kind of has, um, it's almost one of those films you could get away with watching it uh, Twice, in October. I was going to say in October because uh, like once the killing started happening, it's like a gloved killer and almost oh, has that giallo cool. um, feel to it as the people are getting knocked off yeah. in various uh, kind of slasher-esque ways and also throughout the film there's like this thunderstorm going on outside and you show up to this like kind oh, of like awesome. scary looking house so yeah it definitely had like a, a horror vibe which, a Saved uh, by the Bell Halloween nice. episode uh, yeah. feel <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's yeah. actually a good episode of Saved by the Bell but yeah I um, totally dug it cool um, did you watch anything else? no or? that's it for me okay well why don't we jump on here is the trailer uh, we're going to talk about House 2 the second story from 1987 here you go Tarnations what was he saying? Last year, audiences everywhere thrilled to a terrifying film about the horrors of home ownership. House. Now, there's an all-new house. Looks like you got some kind of alternate universe in there or something. With brand new owners. Charlie. Huh? We got it. And it's getting weirder. Look, it's a prehistoric bird. I've seen enough tragedy and disaster to make you want to upchuck in your shorts. Two friends inherit a fantastic house. Charlie, there's a jungle in there. And a 170-year-old mummy. Surprise! Who is this? You can call me Gramps. Now, they're in for more trouble <laughs> than they ever imagined. You're going to kick the door open, run in there blindly, and I'll cover you, okay? <clears throat> Guy with the big gun goes first. House 2, the second story. This place gives me the creeps. The new owner of a sinister house gets involved with reanimated corpses and demons searching for an ancient Aztec skull with magic powers. Was there demons in the film? Uh, Okay, were the guys who were coming out like wearing like the mask, like the... uh, I thought those uh, were just supposed to be as people. Yeah, maybe because it's them like going through different times. Yeah, like it's him going and them going in like the prehistoric times and the Aztec times, and then yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just got the synopsis off IMDb, so if it's wrong, what would Gramps be a demon? Maybe he's just a ghost reanimated. I I guess he's reanimated. I guess like a ghost or zombie. All right, anyway, we're getting (laughs) over here. Okay, so uh, directed by Ethan Wiley and written by Ethan Wiley, he also wrote the original House. Okay, Um, didn't do too much else. He wrote Children of the Corn. So this is a sequel and name only, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's it's, no recurring characters, no of uh, the same feel. Maybe the house is the same, but I doubt it. No, no, it's it wasn't. The, it was definitely yeah. a different house. Yeah, I, on the last episode again, I hadn't seen part two. I yeah. always thought this as I heard it was more comedic. I thought it was the Evil yeah. Dead two to the first film's Evil Dead yeah. one, and it really isn't. It's really just its own thing. It's yeah. I, dare I say it is not even a horror film. Really, it's almost no. like this adventure, adventure fantasy, and you could almost yeah. watch it with kids. Like it's almost yeah. like a family film. I think if it wasn't for like the uh, the ghost of like um but even I he's guess, i don't cramps. know if he's that scary there is no like gore or anything like that it, it's really it just feels yeah. like it could fit in with like yeah. you know any of those other never-ending story yeah. or monster actually squad you're or probably anything. true at that um which was which was a big surprise for me because again i hadn't hmm. uh seen this film uh it's a really um strange film <laughs> that is a great word to describe it it's very interesting like there is a giant caterpillar that's a cute puppy. <laughs> yeah, the, the catter puppy, I think yeah. they call him. And then the, 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 he also has a pet pterodactyl. Yeah. Again, you're if you haven't seen this film, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? And that's really how, the best to describe this film. Like looking at my notes, every like fourth or fifth line would be like, what the fuck? What yeah. is going on? What that, am I watching? That's exactly <laughs> it. And it's weird because it's, it's almost uh, laced with uh, cameos from people who just show up for yeah. like five ten minutes who have no place in this movie. Well, yeah, you get to see well, young Bill Mark shows up for ten minutes. Well, no, he he's throughout it kind of I would say yeah but, I thought he's only there like for the party and that's about it yeah well he, he kind of shows up yeah. he's the one that kind of is like like you had the typical movie he's the one trying to get he's with the guy's swarmy, uh, girlfriend or swarmy wife or whatever. 80s punk yeah which uh, Bill Maher, um, I, I was kind of looking at, like if he yeah. if he did any other acting because he he's done a he's lot of movies comedian, but usually as right? himself yeah. and he's he's a really political uh, yeah big political guy out there but but I looked at his um, some of his um, credits. Uh, rat boy <laughs> about people that take take advantage of a rat boy. 
Okay. Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. That is kind of amazing. And the film, and I'm not going to lie, I looked up all these if they're available on DVD, and unfortunately, the Avocado Jungle one is, but the other two aren't. The other one is Pizza Man, (laughs) and he's a pizza delivery boy that is after his $10.32 that someone owes him, and he also, while going after the person, he discovers uh, the end of the world or something, a plot to to destroy. So, he belongs in this movie, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I I need to see those films. Uh, Hopefully, they can get a DVD release. All the crap that's being released these days, Get Pizza Man out there and Rat Boy. But um, yeah, so the, the film at first, again, you're thinking, what does this have to do with the house film? And mm-hmm. then you realize pretty early on, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It, it is pretty much a house that was built by um, Mayan ruins. Yeah, something like that. It's uh, pretty much this guy inherits uh, this house from, is it his grandparents he inherits it from? I guess so. Uh, but anyways, he... He, he knows that there's two crystal skulls, which George Lucas probably watched this movie and yeah. was like, oh, I need to do a movie Steal with a crystal that. skull. Um, I don't know which one is the better film, <laughs> which one is worse. Um, apparently, putting a crystal skull in your film is doomed. Pretty much death, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so there's two crystal skulls. Crystal he- meth, on the other hand. <laughs> you got yourself an Oscar. Um, so he, he, he learns, oh, you know what? Let's dig up. Like randomly, he's just like, let's dig up my grandparents. That's kind of weird, which right? Which is pretty like, fucked up. It's you, like right away, these guys are despicable great You don't robbers. like these guys, but then like you start like hanging with them, like you kind of start liking no, them. No, I, I don't know if you do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really, li- yeah. they both seem like the one guy just there has a face, something about you, yeah. a bunch it. And the other guy just is looks that Charlie, like, the goofy Charlie, the main, the lead. And then yeah. the other guy kind of looks like uh, a creeper, which I was trying yeah. to, the whole movie, I'm trying to think of who is this guy. He was, the um the loyal servant uh, in Fright Night. That makes a ton of sense. Which he, he, he you know what like else fucked me up? Gramps was the same guy from um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, well, apparently he played like a farmer or an old man in a lot of the, Around that time, I looked up. He did okay, so he did Messiah of Evil in the seventies something, which is kind of cool. I yeah. need to watch that. But um, yeah, around that time, like all in his last five years yeah. of his life, he did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Spaced Invaders about huh. the aliens yeah. landing on Halloween, uh, Ghoulies Two, where huh. he played like the old uncle, yeah, and then the dark half. So that was like he, he was just like you needed an old guy or an Jesus. old uncle or, or like whatever, a, almost like a what in turn. Is going yeah. on here yeah, I saw him like, who is that? It was yeah. Me nuts. Yeah. In the middle of the night, I kind of woke my wife like, hey, there's a guy from Killer Clowns. Like, Go back to bed. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the people in this movie, it's like, I know they're from somewhere I can't, yeah. I can't quite, quite plays, know. Or- well, and even the, the, well, actually the lead I looked up, he wasn't for anything except for, which is kind of cool. I, I guess we didn't even uh, mention. Yeah. So the movie stars Ari Gross, Jonathan Stark, Roy O'Dano. Uh, who's the the old guy? Which what a cool name! That's pretty amazing. Uh, Bill Maher, uh, John Rosenberger. Yeah, 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 of course. Who is uh, Cheers from uh, Cheers? Cliff yeah. from another Cheers. Cliff uh, I'm really hoping part three and four is going to have Harrelson? some more. Uh, I'm hoping Woody Harrelson in part three. Some more Cheers alumni. Uh, Lar Park Lincoln and Amy Yazbek. But um, so Ari Gross um, didn't really do much the lead in this, but I looked up, he apparently for the, the Wonder Years, the pilot, he was the original narrator for Ke- Kevin Arnold's character. He was the original narrator. Oh, weird. Before, I guess he just did Daniel the pilot Stern. and then Daniel Stern replaced him, but kind of a weird uh, yeah, weird little thing I found out there. Actually, another thing, John Rosenberger, did you know he was in The Empire Strikes Back? Get out of here. <laughs> apparently he plays the Rebel Force Major Durlin. So, really? Anyways, yeah. yeah, it's always fun looking up, you know, these guys, and you're like, so, let's see what he did, and you find this little, like, oh, weird, that's, yeah, kind, that's of kind of a fun little That's kind of cool. But, uh, of course, the the main um, actress in this is um, Tina from Friday 13th 7, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the other, um, her friend, the, the music music girl. musician, uh, again, she was someone I recognized, too, and I yeah. had to look it up, and it's like, she was the mom and problem child, too, which oh. is a movie I grew up with, and in The Mask with Jim Carrey, that she was um, Peggy Brandt. That makes a ton of sense, actually. Um, but yeah, so a lot of faces that you're like, I've seen ah, them from somewhere, but yeah. none of them really did like yeah. had this. Well, Royal um, Daniel had like a big long I career. Assume back in the, like, but again, yeah, yeah 50s, a lot of films 60s. that we probably weren't really watching, yeah. a lot of westerns and stuff. Yeah, in the 50s, 60s. He's but, like, uh, looking like, hey, fuck you guys! Like, I had a career in the 60s. Yeah. You know how hard that is. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, so we're getting off track. So yeah, they, these guys inherit this house and they find this, they dig up their grandpa who is still alive somehow. Yeah. Does he come back from the skull? I don't know That the skull explain. was supposed to keep him young and alive, oh, okay. but he goes old. Um, and then the film is just kind of weird. It's literally, so they set up the skull in the house, they keep grandpa's alive in the basement. And then the film is just like random people coming, stealing the skull, like this caveman in the middle of the movie like a giant, steals a skull. I mean, he had to be a wrestler, right? Like this yeah, giant Amazonian so. grabs a skull and just kind of walks off and then the goes into the, like, hit the portal um, into this uh, prehistoric time and then they have yeah. to go into the prehistoric time and there's like stop motion dinosaurs I which is kind of cool I thought that looked kind of cool right yeah. they had like a bronco kind of like a rare Harry Hazen uh, yeah. style Harry Hazen and then yeah there's like this pterodactyl that mm-hmm. the, the skull ends up by with the eggs and then he brings the pterodactyl into a, present a time a baby pterodactyl so that's like- his pet <laughs> and like you said yeah there's like this catter puppy dog creature which is just so random it is weird right but yeah so the movie so you have the caveman comes and then like these Aztec guys then so they get the skull back they put it back on the pedestal in the middle of the living yeah. room fireplace over the fireplace then these Aztec guys come through grab it and run off and Gramps like slowly dies gets weak yeah. when it's taken so then they have to go to Aztec world. It and almost save, feels like, save a virgin. It almost say, kind of reminded me in a sense of waxwork and that you're just That's going to exa- these different worlds. I was worlds. thinking the exact same thing. Um, not done as well, Nearly not successful. As good. I mean, you're missing all the cool, other than the dinosaurs yeah. are cool, but like everything else is kind of like, Lame. it looks cheap, it looks like a cheap set. Yeah. And it's just like Definitely literally- a stage, right? Yeah, you're not yeah. getting cool monsters, no. uh, which is actually one actually, of the things- you know what? I will give it like the, uh, the stop motion looked really good. The stop motion, a horse that Slim had looked really good Oh, that, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, there's like this stop motion skeleton horse that he's riding, but again, they, they were few and far between. I found like whereas the first film, um, every cool 15 monsters, minutes there was yeah. cool monsters. You were kind of missing that. There wasn't yeah. any like gooey, mm-hmm. scary creatures. It was kind of like uh, we'll have a, a dead cowboy, and then yeah. you know, then we'll have some dinosaurs and some Aztec guys. They're just guys. In, they look in, like in wrestlers. Masks. Yeah, like the Samoans. Um, and yeah, the caveman. So I, uh, I was saying the first film, and I almost feel thinking back on the first film uh, I mean I watched the documentary it made me yeah. appreciate it a little more I think we were I personally feel like maybe I was a little hard on the first house I mean I still gave it a 3 out of 5 yeah. I still enjoyed it but I felt like I was being a little maybe too nitpicky with it yeah. um, I think that film blows away this film I was actually quite disappointed oh yeah with this film, I mean that film at least it didn't really know what it wanted to be, which is my this biggest one problem. At least this had consistent. This style. film is consistent, but in in my opinion, the style and <laughs> consistency was just terrible. It was funny throughout the whole movie. I mean, I didn't care about anyone. The leads weren't that interesting. They weren't that fun, in my opinion. I, I did have fun with this, though. It was kind of cool to see. Like, I like uh, the prehistoric films, time, but yeah. everything else is kind of like. John Rathenberg was kind of an interesting character just yeah, bring in for 10 he, minutes. He was probably my favorite yeah. part of the movie, just like... Uh, um, oh, you see, this is your problem here. Portal to another dimension. Yeah. I, uh, this is a problem with these old houses, right? And yeah, and then, of, and then they're going into point yeah. where he's like, oh, just wait a second. I guess I'll uh, go do another one of these. Like, yeah. he, It seems like he's went on these adventures yeah. many times. And when he hands his card at the end, you find out that he's like... Part-time adventurer? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, he, he was a lot of fun. Um, like uh, Norm in uh, the first film from yeah. Cheers, uh, Cliff from Cheers kind of steals these his These two guys are the best parts of these movies so far. I almost wish cast. we had like those two in a house film. I would pay a lot of money to see that. Um, even the the women in the film are kind of there and then just disappear. Yeah. And it, it's really weird because you think they're going to do something with the plot. Like he's going to try to win her over. Nothing. And they leave. We're kind of spoiling here, yeah. but it's not really an important part no. of the plot because they never come back. They're not the an important like, part right, of the plot. Levy, it, it was man. so weird. I've never... <laughs> I just, I just didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole film, actually, the, my biggest problem with the whole film, it kind of feel, felt um, kind of pointless. Juvenile? <laughs> just, just like, it, there was no, I, there was not much to the plot. Mm-hmm. It's like, their Gramps comes back, and then, you know, well, I don't want to spoil the ending, yeah. but that story doesn't really go anywhere. Nope. There's, maybe there's supposed to be kind of this emotional connection that he gets to be with his Gramps again, but again, he would never knew that guy. Yeah. It's not like he had any relationship before he came back. He's just a dead stranger. That story never really goes anywhere. The Crystal Skull, you never really find out what that's all about, yeah. and that story doesn't really go anywhere. And then the whole story with, with Bill Maher and the two women don't go anywhere. Yeah. And, and both of them, both of their girlfriends leave, and they're yeah. just like, oh, okay, I'll see, oh, you later. see you later. We got a Crystal Skull. They introduce some other Aztec woman that doesn't really speak English and she's just kind of there. Yeah, I, I didn't really get this film at all. Yeah. They, they were definitely trying to build empathy and it, it didn't work for me at all. It, like, 
know, this was there was not like a Spielberg tearful ending or oh, anything. No, 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 no. Which they're they definitely were, trying they, to go for. Were they trying? I don't think they really. I think so. Yeah. Like the the finale and and even the music. Oh yeah, I guess so. He's like, and, he, and, he, and I think it was Harry Manfredini that did the music again for this. Yeah. I believe I could oh, be yeah. wrong, but I, I thought it wasn't even good. Like it was yeah. very like hokey, like cheesy western. Yeah, that was really hokey music again. Like coming off the first film that had such a great score, yeah. I was just disappointed and really everything there's kind of a cool scene where out of nowhere they're just doing the movie and all yeah. of a sudden they hear some noise and they go upstairs and there's a Halloween party going on yeah, I thought that was kind of dope it was right? so fucking random but I was kind of like I'm down with this yeah. uh, you know Gramps can come up and dance because everyone thinks it's try, his costume try to get laid right but uh, did you notice uh, who was in the gorilla costume that gets knocked over no Kane Hodder Get out of here. Yeah, he's the guy in the gorilla costume that the the guy runs through and knocks over and, oh, go, awesome. and he goes flying uh, off the railing. Um, yeah, that was um, that was uh, Kane Hodder. That was kind of a nice little... Uh, Trivia? Easter egg for you? Well, nice little surprise, but uh, I think he did some of the stunt effects and yeah. stuff in these films. But uh, yeah, I'm just sitting here this whole film like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I'm sitting at a table. They have an Aztec woman, a pterodactyl, and a catapult puppy. <laughs> And and a crystal skull and, and like, a giant old man who used to be yeah. a great great grandfather. It's just like what a fucking mess of a movie, man. I just I don't know who this film was made for. I have no idea. Like horror fans would be totally disappointed. I assume if maybe, I can't see anyone liking part one and then coming seeing this film and, and enjoying it. I can't believe they did a three. Well, maybe that's why three had a different name. Yeah, that makes sense. And then four tried to bring it back to part one. I think they probably wanted to try. to Was this supposed this to be like a straight up sequel to House, or was it like uh, more of a oh we have this movie? I always call it House. Well, it was done only a year later, so okay. I would be – it's not like they did it 10 years later and they mm-hmm. didn't know where to go with it. Like they did it – it's like let's do a sequel to House and they came up with this and it's the same writer. So yeah. it's really weird to me that this was like – maybe it was – again, I'm watching the documentary right now. They All the, the Arrow discs have like our documentaries. Yeah. So maybe it's going to explain that it was very rushed or something. Yeah. But I just – I can't believe this film I, – I can't believe this film got made is, is really what it comes down <laughs> to. I can't believe someone read this script and said here's $15 million or whatever it costs. Go make this film and, and it's going to – make money you know what the production value was pretty good like I don't know I thought everything looked like really cheap personally oh yeah I mean other than like yes when they go to like the prehistoric times that but was the, I thought the puppets looked kind of good yeah they, yeah they were okay but again like they, they looked great in the first one I think they yeah. looked better in the first they one they do look better the in the first one I'll give you that but um you got anything else there it was an experience that's for sure it was a trip I did not expect this I'll give them yeah. that it was a surprise but um, I can't I don't say it was a good surprise. It's not going to hold up better on second viewing. I'm going to tell you that much. Well, I don't know. Maybe like when I watch and I know what I'm getting into. But coming off of House, like I knew this was going to be more of a comedic yeah. take. I didn't think it would literally throw out all the horror elements and just do this. Like I don't even know what the hell. I don't even know what this <laughs> film is. It's a cosmic adventure, man. <laughs> I don't think we have any spoilers. Do we have anything you want to talk about in the no, spoiler section? No, really. There, there, there I don't even spoilers? think we need to really talk about what yeah. happens for the finale. What happens? Against it just seems me. silly, not, right? Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not exciting. What are you What are you going to give? Uh, I give two. Ah, uh, maybe two point five. I was thinking. I'm, I'm pushing between two point five and three. Uh, I'm going to go one point five. Get out of here! Out of really? For this. I I thought this fucking sucked. Oh, you're crazy! I have no interest in really watching this anytime Shut again. Shut that pretty mouth of yours. <laughs> That's insane. Um, yeah, I just I, what what is there to like about this film? All you've said is that there's a, there was a couple good practical effects. Stop motion monsters. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed the stop motion monster I was in it for like ten seconds. How goofy the relationship between like Charlie and uh, I forgot the other guy's name Ari was a little bit. How he's like, oh, I got a machine gun, and he hands him like the little pistol, and you take that. But again, that that's a, a joke lighter. you've seen in like yeah, every yeah, of movie. course. But yeah. again, I do like the slapsticky humor of the. Uh, what, what was the most? You know, what was more unrealistic than them jumping through the portals. The fact that the main lead had Tina from Friday the 13th after him and kind yeah, of the, the high girl in the yeah. maid outfit and then on top of it the Aztec woman like that's what's true. going on here well he owns his own house so that's got to count for something yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I'm sorry host to the second story fans if you are out there um, I thought this sucked and I'm you I'm really what? curious now to it, see what where should, 3 and 4 go if you uh, disagree with Kyle you should uh, write him at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com I'm, I'm, and give him, give him your I uh, would love to hear people yeah. um, 
A, if they like the film, and B, why they like the film. I, I'm really curious. I mean, maybe like if someone watched it and they have that nostalgia behind it. Again, I don't have that. I'm watching it as you know an yeah. adult man that has come, that's seen tons of films like this, even coming off of the first film, which again, I, I feel like maybe I was too hard on. I think the, the first film was really a masterpiece back. compared to this. <laughs> At least the first film had you know a great lead so actor. So next week you're going to come in like, hey, listen, I am sorry to uh, my <laughs> friends and family and house two for a bad man. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a documentary nice. about it. and uh, Well, no, I don't know. House 3's got Lance Hendrickson, so it can't be all that oh, bad. Oh, good to get here. Well, that's exciting. And again, I think House 3 is called, was originally called The Horror Show, and I think it yeah. really has nothing in common. I think it's about some guy gets executed or something and comes he, back. He gets executed? <laughs> that would be amazing. I think it has more in common with Shocker than uh, the House mm. series. But, and then Part 4, I believe, is the, the great American hero from Part 1 coming amazing. back. So I'm curious to see where those go. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I I, haven't, I heard they're not great either. They dump and a I know, of monster blood on them as <laughs> prom. I know a lot of people really love um, the first two films in the series mm-hmm. and, and hate the next two. So maybe those two are going to be even worse, which I can't fathom. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I, I just, I did not have, um, maybe it wasn't the right mood or what. I didn't, I didn't have fun with this one. Yeah. I was just bored and I was, again, my notes were just every third line. What the fuck? Why? 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 Oh, was- <laughs> Why am I watching this? What is going on? Um, yeah. Oh, oh, again, one point five. That's for like the you know the, the yeah. five seconds of the uh, yeah. stop motion brontosaurus in there. The cute little cat puppy. The cat or puppy and uh, and you know Kane Hodder in a yeah. gorilla costume. But um, and, and the the makeup was okay for the um yeah. the two cowboy guys, two the zombie ghost cowboy guys, whatever they were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. What, I, what the fuck was the point of this movie, <laughs> man? I do not get it. That's all I have to say. Do you have anything to add? Or? No, no, that's it. Yeah, again, I, I would totally love to hear someone defend this film, and I, you know, yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I just want to hear why. If, I want to know why you what what you liked about it. I'm I'm curious because maybe I missed something. If you want, you can get a hold of Kyle at a movie city maniac <laughs> at Twitter, uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail dot com. Uh, Twitter is moviecitymaniac. At Movie City Maniac. At Movie City Maniac. And uh, Facebook, we have a like page and a group page. Uh, like page, you can just like if you just want to, you know, get our name out, you know. Yeah. A lot of likes makes us look great. It makes it look <laughs> um, cool. But a group page is really where the discussion. Yeah, so yeah. come come and comment on our um, our post for this. Uh, comment and let me know that I'm crazy and yeah. that House 2 is the greatest horror film of all time. You have to watch it again in um, October. And again, what, one thing, we'll try not to push this, but every time I remember, which is yeah. not that often, uh, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, yes. that is huge for um, getting our podcast up there. So when people search horror genre or movie or maniac or whatever they would search to find us um you know get us ta- higher up the list reviews are uh, play a huge part in that um so again the more more listeners we have you know uh the more more uh community we can build we yeah. can actually get some discussion going some good arguments and good fisticuffs being thrown and more house two fans <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know i i hope there's at least one please. there's gotta there's, be right let's let's hear one of you listeners out there please be a huge fan of uh, this film because uh, and fly, like, put you on like blast <laughs> you know what fuck yeah, yeah record an mp3 and we'll play yeah. it on air you ignorant motherfucker! No, to, to be honest i i, I would not uh, I, it's not one of those things where i'm going to be judging like how could anyone like this I just nothing about it worked for me. There was nothing yeah. there. So again, you know, I, I'm sure if you had the right nostalgia or whatever, or the but, right sense um, of humor, you have zero sense of humor, right? That's your problem. <laughs> it, it could be that too. Yeah. You have black as heart, like where your heart is, it's pretty much just like a <laughs> melted puddle. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much our week. Yeah. So. This has been uh, House Two's uh, second story. I promise every episode will not be us bashing your favorite films. <laughs> uh, usually, I like yeah, mostly. Next up, we're gonna like but, say how um, much how much Godfather sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that. You know, I can appreciate a Seagal film, but House Two, fuck that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, it's been fun, guys. We'll be back next week with um, House Three, aka the Horror Show, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See you around the city, guys. Bye.